0: Hey, good morning and welcome to Noah's window. For the next 10 days, Mary Alice and I are going to do something that's meaningful to us. And our prayer is it'll be meaningful and helpful to you. You know, all of us have someone who's very influential in our lives. Many times it's a parent. Now for Mary Alice and me both, as you'll learn, it, it was a parent. But I understand that for some of you, it'll be a teacher. It'll be a friend. But we'd like to talk to you about life lessons that we learned from a parent for each of us who said things over and over and over. And those things actually became lessons for living that even though all our parents and Mary Alice is in my case, all four of our parents are with the Lord. Now, those things continue to echo and shape our lives. So uh, I'm going to share some lessons that I learned from my dad. And and then Mary Alice is going to share some lessons that she learned from my dad because these parents were influential in both our lives. And the next week, Mary Alice is going to share Lessons that she learned from her mom. And I'm actually going to share a couple of lessons that Mary Alice's mom taught me that really, really changed my life. So uh, today I want to begin uh, three lessons that I learned from my dad from things that he said over and over. Now, the moment I say that, I realize that most of you did not get to meet my dad. He died back in 2013, but a number of you did. Because my dad pastored uh, the same church in Fort Worth for 50 years. And then he came to New Spring and was our care pastor for 13 years. And many of you got to know him and and hear him speak. And most of all, many of you uh, had him pray for you when you were in trouble because uh, nobody could pray, as I'll talk about later this week, like my dad. But growing up in my home, uh, the parent who had the most influence in my life was my dad. And one of the things that I, I love about him, he wasn't perfect, but one of the things that I love about my dad my, was my dad was authentic. And it's not, it's not easy when you're a pastor and your life is in a in a in a glass house, so to speak. It's not easy to be at home, which you claim that you're about at church. But my dad did. And again, he wasn't perfect, but he was authentic and he was real. And even though my dad and my personalities are very different in some ways, I think one of the things that helped me stay on the trail of following God, even though I could be a little bit skeptical sometimes. Uh, Not of the Bible, but just skeptical of of things that I heard others say that they claimed were right without without biblical verification. But um, there were things that my dad said over and over that really did shape my Christian experience. And even today, as a long time pastor, I still hear these lessons echoing in my head and I'll, I'll share them with you. Uh, you'll notice, those of you who watch uh, watch this, uh, that I've got the same outfit on all three days because I wanna take these all in one setting while they're fresh on my heart and fresh on my mind. So here we go. Uh, one of the lessons that I picked up from my dad and I quote all the time is my dad would say, the way not to have a misunderstanding is to have an understanding. Let me say that one more time. The way not to have a misunderstanding is to have an understanding. Whenever you work with a lot of people, and that's the case for most of us, you know that one of the great threats to relationships is misunderstandings. How many times do we wind up in a conflict with someone, and then when we finally do get to the place where we're actually able to talk with the person about what the conflict is about, we discover that we don't have any conflict at all. It comes down to what one person thought another person meant or what one person drew uh, from the situation without making sure that they had full understanding. And dad ran into this over and over as a pastor, he would watch and see how the decisions that he made sometimes would lead to misunderstandings. So I, I've heard him say this so many times, whenever I would say, dad, I got an issue with somebody, you know, and I would try to explain to him my point of view and why I felt like I was being wrong. And then my dad would come back to me and say, Mark, if you've got a way, if you've got a misunderstanding, always remember that the way to not have a misunderstanding is to have an understanding. I think what dad was trying to say to me more than anything else is it's a lot easier to have an understanding up front before you ever have a misunderstanding. Now, if you do have a misunderstanding, then you need to get to an understanding as fast as you possibly can. But it's so much better to have an understanding at first so that the misunderstanding never develops. Let me give you a couple of verses that my dad would use to help me understand what he meant. He, he would use Ephesians 4, 15, which says speaking the truth in love. Both things are essential to having an understanding. Sometimes we're so cautious about uh, keeping the conversation on an upbeat note that we don't say the truth. And then when we finally get angry or upset enough to say the truth, we don't do it in love. And so it's so critical that we speak the truth in love. And then in Romans chapter 12, verse 18, my dad would quote this, if it's possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. So as I close out this uh, this little talk about this axiom that my dad taught me, let me share with you what I've come to see as challenges (laughs) to this having an understanding thing over the years. And let me give you four. And there are many, many more, but these are the ones that I have to watch for in my own communication and relationships. The first one is silence. In other words, I've got something on my mind. I really need to say it, but there's silence. Uh, And that silence oftentimes comes from the assumption that other people understand what I need. And I think this happens a lot in marriage. I think oftentimes in marriage, there is silence because we assume what other people think, or we assume they know how we're thinking. Let, let me just stay on that, on that note and go to the second challenge. And that's failure to communicate what's important to us. In any kind of scenario where we are, you, you can call this a negotiation, you call it whatever you want to. We have concerns, and the other person has concerns. One of the great challenges is failure to communicate what's important. Because you, you take any scenario at home, with your kids, at work, inside that scenario, there are things that are very important to you. There are probably things that are of lesser importance. What's critical is that we communicate those things that are very, very important to us. Because frankly, I wound up in discussions with Mary Alice where we're talking about a, a vacation or we're talking about the purchasing of a particular thing and if if I start getting territorial, what I've watched is I'll start communicating that something that really isn't important to me at all is very important, that it's a hill to die on. And I've watched so many times as when we finally get to the place, place of the understanding, I've had to say, well, you know, really, that's not all that important anyway. So it's truly important to have a, an understanding that we communicate what's really important to us. Um why you know why do I say that? Why do I emphasize it? because oftentimes there will be things that are very important to us, and we'll assume that the other person knows those things are important to us and we don't communicate it and 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 then we'll hold them responsible for guessing how we feel that's that takes me to the third challenge, and that's assuming that other people think like we do <laughs> um you know I, I, through the years of your house I've been married now for decades. And and on top of that, as a pastor, I've, I've counseled so many couples through the years. And a lot of the problems come from assuming the other person thinks just like we do. And I've said this, and maybe this is old school, and I'm not even sure it's politically correct anymore, but it's true. There isn't a man alive who knows how a woman thinks. There's not a woman alive who knows how a man thinks, you know, and that's why it's a mistake to assume that other people think like we do And it isn't just a gender thing. Sometimes it's personalities, you know, we all have different personality profiles and often a person who is very fast paced and driven and, you know, your leadership type, you can assume that a person who has a more analytical profile will think just like you do. It's so important that we don't assume that other people automatically think like we do. And here's one that I've watched in my own life that I have to pay attention to. And that's leaving an issue before it's resolved. Oftentimes, I'll get halfway through a discussion, feel like everything is resolved, and then not ascertain, not certify that we've actually come to a place of resolution. And, and, uh, you know, my staff hears me say this so many times. It's one of those markisms that I'm not sure anybody else understands. But I always say, I don't want to be halfway across the lake. Uh, when it comes to making a decision or getting a resolution, I want to get all the way to the other side. So these are some of the challenges that I face. And I try to think about all the time as I prosecute, uh, the understanding of what my dad taught me when I was a kid. The way not to have a misunderstanding is to have an understanding. Well, I can't, I can't teach these things without recognizing the fact that many of us, if not most of us have some kind of misunderstanding working in our lives right now. Maybe that someone misunderstands us. Maybe that we don't understand where where someone else is coming from. It just could be that we've got an an issue, we've got a relationship that's got unresolved issues, and it's right now it's straining that relationship. So let's let's go to uh, one of the first places we need to go when it comes to resolving misunderstandings, and that's to prayer, because uh, whenever I have a misunderstanding with Mary Alice, whenever I get, <laughs> wherever I start thinking in a in a good way. I start saying, Lord, help me understand her and help her understand me. And let's uh, let's pray. Father God, thank you for uh, this day. And, and personally, I thank you for my dad and the influence that he was in my life. And we know that Satan loves to work in misunderstanding. Oh, God, he loves to sow discord, as your word says, among friends. I was thinking about, Lord, what Mary Alice taught a week or so ago about how that with talks, sometimes we can harm others and actually hurt the people that are our friends and that we love. So, God, I pray that you'll help us uh, to give space to others, so that we will give room to their way of view, their way of looking at things. And then, on the other hand, Father, I pray that you'll help us to speak in such a way that others will understand clearly those things that are important to us. And we know that you're a God of peace and grace. And we ask you to work in our lives, in our marriages, with our kids, with our friends, with the people at work. And uh, we, we we trust you for that. And Father, we want to live at peace with everybody. So help us in that way. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, thanks for joining us today. I'll be back tomorrow uh, to share another lesson that I learned from my dad to shape the way I live. See you soon.